Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Where will each chapter take you? June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. After a stressful take on the valley, there's nothing more relaxing than playing a round of June's Journey. I take in all the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. So can you crack the case? June needs your help, detective. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, everybody. What is going on? Hope you're all having a magical week. Welcome back to Sex, Love, and What Else Matters. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you're excited for this one. We're going to talk about my favorite subject today. What's your favorite subject, Luke? I like to talk about sex. Ooh, some sexy ass shit. Sexy ass shit. Not all ass shit. Some, you know. some ass shit? Are we going to talk about some ass stuff? Maybe. You'll we'll have to play? wait and see. All right. Yeah, Luke and I were just, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm like almost about to ovulate. I just got off my period and I'm like feeling a little sassy, a little horny, a little sexy. I also recently did my friend Jess's podcast called uh, Slobs. You guys should follow Slobs Pod on Instagram. But when right when I sat down with her, we started talking about squirting. So that can be fun. Yeah. Squirting just was on my mind today. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the podcast. <laughs> welcome. Welcome back. This is uh, going to be a fun one. And Kristen keeps putting me off wanting to talk about sex. But here we are. I know. I'm always like, I mean, we talk about sex all the time, but I guess we just haven't really dove in to like the nitty gritty. What is it too dirty? No. Uh, the stuff I want to talk about? No, I no? love it. That's what we're here to do. You just have to be in the mood. I do have to be in the mood because otherwise I want to talk about like the psychology of relationships and all of that possibly right. mundane bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so boys, this is for you probably, right? And ladies. It's for everybody. Come on. Everyone wants to know. About squirting? Well, yeah, most people. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about squirting? Me? Yeah. Do um, you do you like when you can make... Have you ever... Have you made a girl squirt before? Yes. And with fingering or like P to the V? Both. Okay. And how do you feel about it? Uh, do you feel like championed? Do you oh, feel like you have a trophy? So satisfying. But there was also a girl that squirted relentlessly, we'll say, okay. uh, every time. And it was like part of the sex preparation was making sure we had towels down because otherwise, literally the mattress was soaked. It was, it Damn. was an just incredible amount or volume of... Every single time you had sex? Yes. Every single time, multiple wow. times. It was 
I mean, we Did talked she about orgasm it. orgasm every time? I guess I've, I've never actually Googled the relationship to squirting in an orgasm. Like, does she squirt? Is she squirting when she's not even getting off yet? <sighs> That's a good question. I think it would have to be. I'm going to Google it while you tell your story. Go. Yeah, it'd have to be tied to an orgasm, I would think. But when she and I talked about it, she said it was something that she learned how to do. And it was kind of like a muscle that she oh. can squirt more like she was able to squirt more and more when she like tried to so with masturbation or with sex and this sort of thing kegel exercises that's my something to that effect i don't have a vagina so i don't really know how all the muscles work or how you could force yourself to this is why we don't do webmd people because i just googled literally i googled squirting as relates to orgasms and the first thing that popped up is webmd saying that it includes a rapid ejection of urine from the bladder what uh, i've read that it's like 90 percent urine like that it's both yeah but huh. my understanding is it's not coming it's not coming out of like your urethra you're not peeing it's still right. coming out of your vagina huh. we're gonna have to ask a doc about this yeah a recent study has shown there's a difference between squirting female oh female ejaculation i don't know i'm reading both hmm Interessante. Well, I would wish I hadn't read that because I have been fortunate enough to squirt. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. In my personal experience, it mostly comes from fingering. I've seen it more when we when we're having I'm having sex. Like P to V. Yes. Yeah. P to V sexual intercourse. And there are certain positions for sure when you Ooh. can hit the spot. What are the wait, tell us. What are they? I, you know, I don't know names of these positions, oh. but I can okay. illustrate, I guess. Okay. Try to paint, paint the picture. Us, paint us a picture. Okay. So So not missionary is what I'm guessing. So you know you say with the fingering yeah. can make you come. It's from that like the come just, here motion. Yeah, yeah. It's a spot up on top. Like if you're on your back, it's on So ex- yeah, up on top. Anyway, so we're if you painting can, like, a picture for you guys. So it's not the like in and out with two fingers or the one finger, because that is boring as shit. Right, just FYI. Curl and whatever that's whatever they'd call that spot up mm-hmm. top mm-hmm. inside. Anyway. Uh <laughs> is it the G spot? It's like the spongy spot. I think it's, it's the spongy G-spot. spot. Yeah. Yeah. But just finding ways to hit that. So if you're say in like a missionary position, you get some pillows or, you know, some sort of wedge or something to raise the hips up. So you're hitting more up at that angle. Oh yeah. Makes it more stimulated and that can, you know, lead to that. It's also also more comfortable. Yeah. That wait, what's more comfortable, more comfortable, like having the hips raised as a chick. Okay. Rather than just being like flat on your back, it can get a little like, "Eh, you're not really hitting the spot, you know? Right. That's true. I guess. Unless you have a giant penis. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had a penis inside of me, so not familiar. You don't have a vagina. No, I definitely don't. So there's that. And then the other side of it that I understand is it's like a matter of being relaxed. So extended foreplay can lead to a higher likelihood of squirting during intercourse. Because you're like ramping yourself up. Right, like, right. Yeah. Delaying that orgasm. And then you have that, like those intense, like contractions when you do finally orgasm. It can yeah. cause it. Yeah. Who doesn't want an explosive orgasm? Like, oh my God. The leg shaking orgasm. Yeah. Uh, both men and women. Have you ever faked an orgasm as a dude? So I read something the other day and I know the question might have sounded stupid because how as a man do you fake one without actually ejaculating. But I did read something the other day I found fascinating is that men can actually like train their bodies to orgasm without ejaculating. Yes. To uh, agreeing on both counts. Yes, I have faked an orgasm before. Mm -hmm. And 
yes, I believe that can happen. When back in college, there were times that masturbating, I didn't have a situation where I wanted to uh, like have to clean anything up and was able to do it a few times. And I was like, well, this is stupid. Yeah. It's almost painful. For me, it was like you were to, your bo- You were like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" But nothing came out. Like you stopped not, yourself. That's like not how a male orgasm works. It's like you build up to a certain point where you can't. Well, because the orgasm comes first, and then you ejaculate. I think it's simultaneous. I mean, well, not what I read. It's fairly close to being simultaneous, but what I read said that it's like the orgasm, then you ejaculate. Like you're okay. going through the orgasm. Essentially, the end of your orgasm is like when you start ejaculating. Right. So I guess similar to squirting, where if you want to be able to do it more and better and it's a muscle you can train once you figure out how to do it. I want to train that muscle. That's the kind of workout I'm into. (laughs) Yeah. It's got to be some special kind of Kegels, right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I worked out today. I worked out (laughs) all morning. (laughs) Six sets of 20. (laughs) Yeah, sure did. (laughs) Hells yeah. Yeah, I think it's a muscle for guys too. There's male Kegels, you know, that gives you more control. Of, like in your butt? Uh, there's, so it's, it's all tied together. So if I like clench my butt, I can feel it at like the base of my dick. Can we discuss how your dad is like a butt doctor? So is sure. that why you know that? No. <laughs> okay. No. Did your, There's did nothing. pops tell you? No, my dad has never been open about. He's a proctologist, you guys. Yes, he is. This is true. He's a um, doctor of the beehole. I got all the jokes growing up. I, I bet. Every one of them. No. So your dad did not train you about like butthole things sex wise. No, he's more schooled in the colon and rectal cancer and hemorrhoid realm. Okay. Well, way to make this dark. That's not making it dark. You're the one that brought him into this. I was just asking if he ever talked to you about like butt sex or anything like that. My dad and I never talked about sex. Actually, the most I've talked to him about sex was talking about this podcast with him last time (laughs) I, (laughs) last time I saw him. Yeah, it can be weird for some people. He had some ideas. He thought it was actually a great idea, which surprised me because I'm like, this is, I never got the birds and bees talk growing up. That was, it Do you think your dad would ever be a guest on this podcast to talk about rectal health? Talk about, yeah. Man kegels. Is it the clenching of the butthole or is it have something to do with your penis? Because your penis is a muscle, but I cannot imagine how you, can you squeeze your penis the way we do Kegels? We can like flex our penis. So like the way you flex your bicep. Yeah. Penis is or your definitely quad, a muscle. Since it's like yeah. more circular. So when you flex, that's also like a Kegel, but so when, you know, f- full hard on going, okay, it can make it get fatter. It like pushes blood into your dick. Girthier. Essentially. Yeah. Maybe gets a hair longer, but essentially just a hair, longer. just a hair, you know, a couple <laughs> hairs, I guess maybe a half a centimeter. I don't know. So you do have control over the flexing of your penis. Yep. And which, my butthole. Which, yeah. And your butthole. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Have you ever, um, like, let's say you're having, cause I know that I've done this before. I've had been having sex where you're like, you're inside of the girl and then you like flip positions mm-hmm. while without pulling out. Right. You've right. done this. Yeah. So I obviously. read that you can like fracture your penis that mm-hmm. way. And you know what the m- most common position is for those kind of incidents for a man to have a broken dick? No. It's a woman on top. They ride back oh, and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not like a porn star. I can't do the whole pumping up and down thing, like with my feet down. Like it's just too much to concentrate on and it doesn't touch the clit. 
I want the clit to be touched. That's fair. I want men to be clitorate. Do you remember when we learned about clitoracy? Oh, yeah. It's actually uh, Dr. Lori Mintz is the one who wrote a book called Becoming Clitorate, Why Orgasm Equality Matters. That is not the doctor that we heard on a podcast. We listened to some podcasts when we were on a road trip together. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Lori Mintz is the one who actually wrote this book about being clitorate. And then I found out that the clit has, guess how many nerve endings? 8,000. Did you know that? Because you read my notes. No, I didn't read your you notes. little shit. I just... How did you know that? I know sex facts. I love sex. How did sex. you know it was 8,000 exactly? Because I know this stuff. Well, I did not know that. And it is the number one, like, hot spot for nerve endings in the female body. In anyone's body. Well, men don't have clits, but No, yes. that's what I'm saying. But, like, the tip of a man's penis, I believe, is half. It's like 3,500 or 4,000. Well, that sucks for you so guys. We don't get the intense... It's not as intense. They don't last the as long. Like and the literally purpose male of a clit are. is literally for pleasure. That makes sense. So, That's but, why I don't understand. And, I, and I'm not shaming anyone. But when I hear about women that are incapable of having orgasms in general, I get not having like the intercourse P to the V. That's definitely a thing that you cannot orgasm that way. Like a lot of people don't. But just like play around down there by yourself. Use a toy, use lube, use your hand. The first time I ever had an orgasm, I was like, like riding a pillow, like as a teenager. I don't even know why. I don't even know how it happened, why I wish I could remember, but I just know that that's what happened. And I was like, oh, hello. Just feel, who are you? Feel a little pressure down there. And it yeah. Just, and like, it like felt oh, good. So I was good. like, keep going. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I wake up with morning wood, I find myself kind of humping a pillow sometimes <laughs> as I'm waking up. <laughs> so it makes sense to me. Okay. You know? Okay. First time I, I remember the, 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 very vividly the first time I ever ejaculated first time I ever came. I was probably like 12 or 13, but I was in the bathroom looking at my mom's Victoria's Secret magazines <laughs> or catalogs, whatever. And I remember it just felt good and I just kept doing it. And then all of a sudden stuff came out and I'm like, that's not pee. And, <laughs> so, and you like didn't even know. Uh, I mean, that's of, pretty young. It's not like, I mean, my understanding, your parents weren't going to be like, so let's talk about safe sex and don't get girls pregnant when you're 12, you know? Right. Well, actually, so my understanding of how babies were made, because I never had this conversation, was when a guy pees inside of a girl. <laughs> that was my understanding. Oh my God. That's precious and weird as fuck at the same time. Right. But it's not that far off for like a preteen has no, right. like no experience, no anything, never had the conversation. It's actually closer than the stork or any of these other yeah. wild stories they tell kids. But on thank how babies God, are made. like just thank God you were young enough to not actually try that. To not try that. Yeah. Wait, I want to go back to, you said you faked an orgasm before. Mm -hmm. How did you fake an orgasm like you just faked that you came and like faked that you wiped it off or something, or did you use a condom? Okay. That was what I was going to get to with a condom. It's very doable. Or if you are, you know, with a significant other and not pulling out because of birth control or you're trying to have a kid or whatever reason are like the only times I think you can actually pull it off. So what happened with you? Or during Have you sex. done this? Like, have you, or, oh, okay. All I, right. I've definitely faked orgasms during phone sex. But, oh, I thought you said butt sex. <laughs> oh no, I said phone sex. Phone sex. Oh, phone sex. okay. Yeah. Wait. Well, when it when it helps your partner, when they want to, have you like, done come this like me. often? Only a couple times. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And when you did it, was it was it always because you wanted to please your partner and making them think you got off, or was it because you were just like over it? 
I can't speak for all men, but I would hope most men enjoy experiencing or assisting in a female orgasm. If you don't, why are you even having sex? You're some selfish asshole. You need oh, to be. Wait, can you say that one more time? If you don't have interest in assisting or experiencing a female orgasm with your, you know, contribution, then you're a selfish asshole. You heard it here first. That was poetry. <laughs> That's my take on it. I mean, I know that I get far more satisfaction. I, I love sex. I just love sex. There's times I don't get off at all. And the person I'm with can get off a couple times. And she might ask, okay, are you going to come this time? And I'm like, eh, maybe we can go for it. Or I'm cool. This has been fun. Which I also understand because selfishly, I am having sex because I want, number one, normally because I, I want connection, sometimes just to get off. But I'm certainly not having sex just to please the other person, unless they're my partner. If I'm having sex with someone who's not my significant other, I'm doing it selfishly. However, it is hot to know that you're turning someone else on. So hot. That's why I give blowjobs. I have friends who say they love giving blowjobs. I am not one of those people. I don't enjoy it. I don't think it's fun. However, it does make me happy to be pleasing my partner, but I don't give blowjobs to strangers. <laughs> That's good. It's good for yeah. everyone to know that. So if any like, of you are you... hitting on Kristen when you see her in public, just do not get a BJ. not getting head. But would you go down on a girl who's not someone that you actually really care about? Like a one night stand type thing? I have. Okay. Uh, and I think that's a certain level of intoxication as well. That's like... I thought you were going to say intimacy. <laughs> no, I'm going with intoxication. <laughs> Just if I'm I'm hammered and, you know, we're getting after it and I'm still like, you don't always get all the way up. We'll say I get to like 80%. Oh, so you have whiskey dick. Sort of. Yeah, whiskey that's dick. That's what they call it, right? Right. Yeah. Well, people have different definitions of whiskey dick. I've talked to my guy friends about this. Okay, wait, do tell some of us call it like not being able to get it up all the way. And others say it's just when they literally can't get off, they can still get hard enough to have sex. But then they're like, it just, they're so desensitized that getting off is not going to happen. Mm -hmm. That's what they called whiskey dick. There are times where I am so drunk. There is no erection that is going to happen. Nothing is going but to be But you're fine with going down up. on someone that you don't know well. When I'm drunk, I wouldn't do it sober. <laughs> okay. But yeah. To me, oral sex is just so intimate. And I know this might sound like weird to some of y'all where it's like, oh, well, sex isn't intimate. No, fucking to me isn't intimate. I think making love is intimate. I think trying new things with someone experiences are very intimate, but I don't think just fucking is very intimate, but there's something about oral sex that I find very personal. And I just, I don't want to put my mouth there if I don't know you. I think that's fair. Yeah. I can't say that I've felt the same because <laughs> I have certainly gone down. What I'll hey, say this my is what take, we want to hear is the guy's perspective. You know? I will say though, I think women are less likely to allow a guy they're hooking up with to go down on them than a guy is to allow or encourage a girl to go down on them. Oh, one I could not agree with you more. I absolutely have pushed guys the far the fuck away from my v, my vajay when they're not my boyfriend or someone that I'm dating pretty exclusively, someone I'm very, very close to, someone I feel extremely comfortable with. Number one, they're probably not going to be good at it. So it's a waste of time and it annoys the shit out of me. And but mostly it's because like, you don't just get to go kiss my pretty little flower. But they get to when I don't know you. shove their dick in it. Yeah. With a condom. Who cares? I mean, some people. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's how I I go. Yeah. My take is I think girls are sometimes more insecure about whether they've shaved recently enough or I don't even. That's true. I don't know. That's fair. Yeah, the exact. I used to be like that. I don't really give a fuck anymore. I, it's it's truly just my age that I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'm creating a scenario. Like if I were at a bar and like, I wasn't definitely not planning on like meeting anyone or hooking up with anyone. Right. And then it ends up happening and we're. Again, we're not promoting like intoxication, you guys. We're not like, yeah, get blackout drunk and go fuck strangers. It's not what I'm saying. But I'm just being honest about where we've been in our life at some point or another. I definitely did not give a shit what my bush looked like. However, if I were going on a date with someone, that is something I think about. Yeah. And I'd agree with that. Typically, a girl does prepare, and guys should too. Mm-hmm. Manscape, at least and men. Trim did you hear that? Trim it up a little. Don't go out with a full-on bush. Yeah. You know, like stinky and sweaty and ugh. Yeah. Well, Wait, let's talk about condoms for a sec. Do you think? Do men think that? So the way Trojan or whatever brand is like ribbed for her pleasure, this for her pleasure, that for her pleasure. Do this, do that. They have. It's like. Buying Grey Goose and they have all the different flavors or you buy the cheaper one for different flavors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that was a weird They have the ultra comparison. thin, the bare skin, these other... Do you believe in all of that? No. When I was young, let's say high school, early college, I did kind of think the ribbed for her pleasure would have anything to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Would have something to be like, oh, she's going to love this. Right. And... Yeah, no, not at all anymore. Nope. Get the thinnest. Get the one that feels the least like you have a condom on. That's the best you can do. Yeah, I just think it's all a crock of shit in marketing and good for them. They're making their dough, but... I th- There's definitely a difference. There's definitely a difference with certain condoms, certain brands. There are some that... Yeah, well, but you don't... There's a difference for you and what feels good on you, but how would you know what it feels like in a vagina? I don't, but I guess I just assume when I can feel more, she can feel more, whether it's, I mean, some of them, they're thicker. They also, I feel like kind of change the shape of your dick and it's got to like feel, I mean, think about the shape of a penis, right? With the head, it sticks out more than the main shaft, right? It's like a mushroom. Right. So if you just basically smooth out those ridges, it's going to feel, there'll be less stimulation. These ribs, quote unquote, ribs on a condom aren't Mm going to make up for that part, I think of... You know, during intercourse, the veins, and the, the yeah, texture. exactly, the yeah. veins, the texture, the separation between the head and the shaft that creates this rib yeah, bump. No, I line, agree whatever with you. I was gonna say there's like really nothing that like mimics an actual penis at all until I got this one sex toy, which still doesn't because it's silicone. But strangely, you know what I'm talking about. Lucas seen I it do. before. And I got <laughs> randomly, we were, we, <laughs> okay. Luke and I decided to order a bunch of sex toys. Cause we're like, one day we'll do a podcast about like the research and like mm-hmm. what works and what doesn't. I love research. By the way. <laughs> yeah. I ordered a bunch of different vibrators than I had. And like, I, I've never used a dildo. And then I, so I ordered one and it was interesting. Yeah. Now you have. Yeah. Now I have. Yeah. And it was interesting. It worked. It's, it was like Got veiny and like <laughs> textured and it, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not the same thing. Not even close. However, it wasn't horrible. Well, I wouldn't good, use you it masturbated often. masturbated and orgasmed. I did. You're calling it not horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I wouldn't be like, oh, that's the replacement for a dude. Oh yeah. I mean, 
It was fine. That it, makes it sense. It was fi- it was fine. <laughs> Obviously, because you want the intimacy. You like yeah. Again, it's back to being the a skin chick. to skin contact. I like want the kissing. The, yeah, all kid, of that. exactly. Yep. Like if I'm gonna get off on my own, my hands work just fine. My mm-hmm. vibrator, whatever. Wait. So do you? If you are trying to orgasm when you're having sex, do you often or have you ever touched your clit yourself or oh, do you instruct hell yeah. him? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'd rather do it myself. Would you rather do that or would you rather have a man that basically takes control of your hands and is like oh, kind of yeah. goes Christian Grey on you? I'm Yeah, I'm super sub. Not in like a weird way, but I don't like being dominant and that's just me. And I have so many girlfriends who are completely the opposite of me. I don't know. I like have all these these thoughts where I'm like, is it because I was tall and I always felt bigger than dudes and my friends call me by my last name and I just like want to be the girl because I'm like so controlling in real life that I just mm-hmm. want to be with a taller guy who's a little manlier and yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's univer- fairly universal. I can't speak for everybody. There's always exceptions, but most women, basically every woman I know wants to feel small with their person or when they're having sex, they want to feel small and sexy and delicate they want to feel that and i think that's pretty universal yeah i don't want to feel like your fuck toy but i want to feel like like desired Mm -hmm. you know so that even if it's like with someone i'm not super in love with like i still don't want to just feel like your little hoe like you can feel like my hoe in that moment but when i'm with my person or the person i'm with that i that i care about or that i'm in love with I love the idea of like the freaky deaky fun being that I'm like the submissive one. It's like 40 days and 40 nights, that movie with Josh Hartnett, Uh where like you can literally make someone come without even like touching them physically. Right. I feel like I could totally get off like that. I feel like you've told me that you have or come pretty close. Come pretty close. Yeah. And then just get to finish yourself off with a couple seconds. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about porn? About porn? Yeah. What about it? Have you ever had anyone... Well, so let me just say first and foremost, like I think porn is normal, healthy, sexy, can be awesome. I think if you have a porn addiction, seek help. That's the only thing... I think you can relate porn to alcohol, I think, in that way. It can be normal. It can be fine, but it can be abused. Well, like any vice, really. Any vice, yeah. But I think just could be as normal as alcohol. You can have a couple drinks. You could, you know, watch porn for... You know, when you need to get off, if you're doing it multiple times a day, I think that creates an issue Mm -hmm. every day because then you have this fantasy wall that prevents more intimacy with your partner, in my opinion. Yeah. But ultimately, it can also be fun to watch with your partner in bed or to just get yourself, you know, as part of foreplay. Yeah. And also how to better better understand each other, knowing the kind of porn, you know, you both like. And I think a lot of women Mm. out there are going to say... You don't think that matters? See, this is like a line that I waver because I think that when you start sharing things like that, yes, I think that there are times where it's like, I really like this one. Share this with me. I really like this one. Share this with me. However, I, in my experience with guys that I've dated, I think there's a level of privacy that not everyone is willing to be that open about. And that's a level of privacy that I respect. Like I had an ex-boyfriend who was very like honest, like, oh, I love this kind of porn. I'm not going to say what it is, but like, I love this kind of porn. Uh And it like kind of made me laugh. And it wasn't weird. It wasn't something illegal by any means, but it was just like, wait, really? And it was a joke amongst like a whole group of friends. But I think that a lot of people... That's the problem. It's something that that is really private. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that it became a 
group joke is the problem, not the fact that you shared it, like that you were able to share that with a friend. The fact that it became public knowledge is the problem here, clearly. Touche. I just like, think, I wouldn't I share think... if I knew you were going to tell or you or whatever, my significant other was going to tell something like that, that I told you to someone else. On a podcast. Else. I'm just kidding. <laughs> However, on a podcast right. to all your girlfriends, whatever. Right. Not okay. I'm not going to be okay. Because it's with, a level I'm, of privacy. Yeah. And I'm going to be not going to want to share the, anything intimate with you That's in the future. Because I'm not going to believe that you're going to keep it between us. Well, I didn't tell anyone. I mean, he was the one who was honest about it with all of his guy friends. And we just all sort of talked okay. about it. Gotcha. Okay. No, I would never. I guess it's just in my experience with guys that I've dated that I've been open with about porn because they a lot of guys I've dated think like wait you're okay with it I'm shocked I'm like dude I'm like the most non-judgmental person like do you as long as it's not interrupting your day-to-day life your job our sex life I don't give a fuck like do you it's important to that's part of self-care okay get facials get a massage Watch, watch porn, porn or masturbate. Yeah. It's important to like keep a little bit of privacy for yourself. And it's just something that I respect when it comes to porn because not everyone is super willing or wanting to share that. Agreed. Completely. And I just, yeah. You so don't, I think don't it, you feel obligated to share that sort of thing. But if one person's curious, I don't think you should be completely closed off. Be willing totally. to show a video that turned you on. Shouldn't yes. be an issue. I totally agree with that. Speaking of sharing, have you ever sent a dick pic? Yes. Like a Always lot. Like solicited. A lot? No. Only when it's been not just asked for like once. Requested. Requested and then me laughing like, LOL, are you serious? And they're like, yeah, it's so hot. I want to see how excited you are or something like that. I'm like, all right, is here we go. Is it just a picture of like your hand and your dick or is it like a picture of your face? So there's a funny show called Blue Mountain State. It's about a, f- a college football team and they have an episode that's all about dick pics. And they talk about how to send a good dick pic. And I can give you the rundown on that. So did you watch this before you ever sent your first one? Yeah. I've seen the episode a number of times. Wait, fill us in. And I didn't watch it for the sake of learning. But I was like, you know what? Those concepts kind of make sense. Basically, their rules were you don't want to be like fully hard. You want to be at like 60%. So, you know, there's some blood flow down there. You never show balls or face. Wait, why do you only want to be 60%? I don't know. I don't know the whole why on that, but okay. it's, it's in the episode. What's your we'll watch that later. What is your opinion on the why? Uh, I don't know. Maybe do it makes you a better picture. Wh- well, when you send one, do you want to be 60%? That's, that's hard. I might like go zero to a hundred pretty quick. Okay. Maintaining 60% <laughs> for a picture. Eh, it's probably not worth it. Worth <laughs> do you set up a trying. ring light and like a filter on Instagram with like a selfie? <laughs> like, no, but I definitely try to get the angle right. I'm like, how's the lighting? <laughs> Let's go over this way. But ah, you don't show it. your balls? Mm, I can't say that every time, but they, I'm just going over the rules on okay, this. Okay, okay, sorry, this. go ahead. So no face, no balls. You want to be about 60% and said to put on a watch or some <laughs> rings or something. So you like bling oh, out no. when, you're, when you're holding your dick at the base, covering oh, no. the balls. Okay, so those are the rules. Those are the rules. So when I've done it, I've pretty much always been, we'll say, fully torqued. And, uh, well, because it's like goes zero to 100. You don't wear jewelry. Did you put rings No, on? I did not do that. But... I think one time had my face in it because she wanted it. And it's like the picture Girlfriend I sent. Girlfriend or hookup? Girlfriend. Okay. So trustworthy? Yeah, I guess. Oh, oh <laughs> you did not sound confident in that. Eh, well, you never know. You never know what people keep. Have you ever filmed yourself having sex? Um, I want to say yes, but without face. Like it was me holding my phone 
while we were doing it and just like getting the, you know, I guess the kind of thing that you would say the guy porn type of thing, the mm-hmm. whole P and V in and out. And the point of view, like yeah. the point of view. POV, PNV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. all of the above. Yep. Not you her know. face. You know, I'd have to look back through my phone and see if I can find it. Well, let's not do that. I'm joking. Okay. I'm totally joking. Is I don't that keep, a girlfriend or a hookup? I don't keep girlfriend. Okay. So no keep. random hookup videos. Correct. Okay. Definitely. 100%. I will just speak on behalf of myself and most women. I don't want to see a fucking dick pic ever. That's fair. A FaceTime with my person is hot. A photo of your penis, not hot. My opinion, female bodies, bomb. So hot. I love boobs. I love everything about the female body. This is what we can agree on. 100% (laughs) of the way. But like a guy naked, just like as a photo, I'm I'm just not into it. It's just like, yeah, your body's hot. And then you just have this fucking... Appendage. Yeah. Like literally an extra appendage. Yeah. A limb. Yeah. I'm not into it at all. No. Nope. Not into dick pics. No one asked for them. Didn't ask for it. Don't send it to me. Well, like I said, the only time I've ever sent them are when they're requested. I've never volunteered or tried to get someone's attention with a picture of my dick. That's never been a thing. Never an unsolicited dick pic. Absolutely not. Do you like when girls send you tit pics, sexy pics, naked, lingerie, whatever it is? What what are you into? Definitely. Videos are even better. Uh, Girlfriends or girls you're dating or just all of the above? Any girl. I'm not going to say any girl because I wouldn't be, that's just. If you're single. If I'm single, sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. Random girl I don't know, you're hot. I'd be like, whoa, what is this? That made my day. You know, okay. that, that could be fun. But uh, obviously if I'm in a relationship and I got a random nudie from a girl I didn't know or a girl I met one time, I'd be like, yeah, that's only going to cause problems. Delete and text. Do not do that again. Would you tell your girlfriend? Yeah. If I, it depends. Okay. I'll say I would tell the right girlfriend. I've had girlfriends in the past that thought porn was cheating. And if I got that, there's not a chance she would have believed my explanation that, look, I didn't ask for this. Met her about some work thing, whatever it was with one of my businesses at a conference nothing happened. And she just randomly sent this. This never happened. (laughs) I'm just... That was so specific. I'm just trying to, you know, paint a picture or (laughs) come up with a scenario where it'd be realistic. What work thing were you at, Luke? (laughs) It was an expo in Denver. All right. Anyway, I think with the right girl, though, if I were open about everything, we'll just say the trust is there to where they would believe that that is the story because I'm like, hey, this just got sent to me. So, you know, I'm not keeping anything from you. I'm deleting it. And I just, this is what I texted her back. I think what wraps this podcast up in a bow is like, you should be with a partner that you can just have these conversations with. Now, granted, I wouldn't want my boyfriend. I mean, I would want to know because... I would be like, oh, cool, you're being honest, and shit, that's wild. Who the hell is this? See you next Tuesday. So I got a question for you, Kristen. Okay. So I had an ex-girlfriend that considered porn cheating, and I want to get your opinion on where you draw a line on cheating or being faithful on that whole realm. So in the day and age, 2022, OnlyFans is a huge thing right now, right? I believe a big part of the attraction is these guys get their interaction, quotation marks. They get to send messages and pay for certain requests, like whatever custom videos or pictures or whatever from these girls. So they feel like there's some kind of other connection. And I believe that's a big part of the attraction to that. If you found out that a boyfriend had some sort of communication going on with an OnlyFans model. How would you handle that? If he had gotten, let's say he'd gotten some naked pictures, you know, he's 
getting off to potentially just videos she posts for everybody or whatever. Is that cheating? Is that unfaithful? I'd castrate him. Okay. So that's a yes. I would Lorena yes. Bobbitt his ass and kick him to the curb. Yeah. That's so fucked up. Okay. I agree with you. I'm just saying. That's I not mean, a strip club. That's not fantasy anymore. That's the whole thing. Porn is fantasy. Right. But I, I think it is. I'm not trying to make it's an argument. It's not fantasy like, if you're interacting with another human being one-on-one. It's not okay. reality. So here's the other thing is I know also that those, a lot of those accounts have managers, have other people that are doing the responding and they're responding to thousands of men. And there's no chance that they're, they're ever going to actually meet that person. Like that's, doesn't that's exist. not the point though. The okay. point is not about the other person. I'm saying it's still fantasy is the only thing I'm saying. But it's not because the intention is reality. Okay. It's kind of like when it comes down to cheating. Yes. If you have some like horror going after your man, like that's not cool. But at the end of the day, you're not in a relationship with this other person. You're in a relationship with your person. Right. It's their problem. So if my man, if my dude is actively seeking a connection, a real true reality connection with someone else. It's a, no, it's a sexual connection. They're asking for specific things that turn them on, not talking about what they did on Saturday okay, night. Here, well, then let me, riddle me this. I had a boyfriend one time who um, I used to hack his emails, e- emails, mm-hmm. uh, email Wait, addresses. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I don't know if I wrote about this in my book. No, I definitely did not. Okay. So I was constantly, I was in my 20s. I was looking at his emails and he had multiple email addresses, you know, like one for spam, one for this, one that was older, whatever. And I found, I believe the website was called Friendster or Friend something or other. And it was finding like sexy, this is forever ago, you guys, but like finding sexy singles like in your neighborhood. Okay. And he made up a fake name. It was like Peter, just so you guys know, I've never dated anyone named Peter and I'm not talking about Peter's store manager. My boyfriend at the time used a fake username called Peter something, something, something like with numbers and all of that. And... From what I read, he never actually met up with someone, but he was like entertaining the idea of chatting with these girls who would be willing to like hook up. This is way before Tinder, way before right. any yeah. sort of like dating app, right? Yeah, adult it friend was specific, finder or, or something. Maybe that's what it was called. I don't know why Friendster. It must have been adult friend finder. So I found out that he was like actively entertaining the idea of... And truly, in hindsight, now granted, he did cheat on me multiple times. But in hindsight, I really think it was just the excitement and the idea of that it could happen that was like hot to him. But to me, that was like disgusting. Yeah. Did it feel like betrayal? Yeah. And that's how I would feel if someone was truly, if my exclusive partner, my husband, my boyfriend was truly like going to OnlyFans to have a relationship, a one-on-one with someone, to me, that's reality. I think watch porn, ask me to do it. Like, I'd like to think I'm still hot and desirable because I think that's also part of it. Like, so you need that because you don't like, what about me? What does that say about how you feel about me? Right. Well, I mean, I'm going to agree with you because I think it would be. How would you feel? 
I I agree with you entirely. Like you said, women aren't attracted to penises typically. You don't like seeing, you don't like your dick pics or whatever. But if you had somebody you met online, but maybe didn't, uh, or just some random person you met that you were talking to about things that you'd normally talk to me about. It was like sex talking me or or like Christian graying me and like seducing me. Right. And you were entertaining it. Right. But like, no, I'm not, it's not about him. uh, Clearly, I don't want to watch him jacking off or like whatever it is. But if he's just like seducing me and making me feel sexy and wanted like how would that make you feel if your girlfriend was doing that i'm completely agreeing with you right. i think that's like very parallel to yeah. the only fans idea is that if there was somebody texting you or dming you or emailing you and something some things that are turning you on and you're reciprocating in any way mm-hmm. that's pretty like it seems disloyal and i think it'd be the same yeah. thing if you're you know if you had your favorite porn star or your favorite only fans person and you're messaging him all the time and getting special requests and talking to him like that while you're in a committed relationship. That's yeah, a problem. it's taking away from the intimacy and the possibility of like making your own sex life hotter. The whole point of being in a relationship is always like sex is such an important part. Like I know that I truly believe sex is it's not the only thing. Communication is important. Having things in common is important. Learning things from each other, all of that. But sex is so important in a relationship. So important. I mean, it's the like the biggest thing that makes you guys not just friends. Yeah, in a relationship. And that's sex why is- emotional emotional cheating can have such an effect. Because if you're not you're not doing anything quote unquote wrong, right? You're not banging anyone else. You're not actually meeting up in person. But if you're just having this emotional relationship with someone else, you're fantasizing about them. Yep. And it's more likely that you're not having sex with your person. Sex is important to keep the intimacy alive. Definitely. I, I, and that's something that comes back to a good friend of mine, been married a long time. Uh, they went to couples therapy at some point when they were having issues. And they said the first question that this therapist asked was, are you still having sex? Mm. And when they said yes, they said, great. Because when people come in here and say they haven't had sex in a year or two years. Oh, it's, God. It's, you can't, a year to two years. Yeah. They say it's, it's very hard to save. It very rarely can counseling save a relationship if the sex and intimacy has gone away for that long. The longest I think I've ever gone without sex in a relationship is like three months, which is wild because it's insane to me. I've never been married. Not to be like, oh, it happens to married people. I don't mean that, but I have mostly been in relationships that have been at least three, maybe four years long, if not longer. And right. I've definitely done the three month span, which I, totally sucks. I have not. The longest I've gone without having sex has been single. When I'm single, <laughs> living, but in, in a, a relationship, rural area. well, you've only had like two girlfriends, though, right? In a relationship. I don't know if I've ever gone a week unless we were just completely not in the same, like we didn't see each other for the whole week. Right. You're like, you're out of town or something. Out of town, going to different colleges, whatever it is, like going more than a week. If I'm around the person that I'm with, I would very much like to be having sex more once a week or more. I think in perpetuity. In perpetuity. As they say on Shark Tank. We watch Shark Tank, you guys. <laughs> royalties. Sex royalties in perpetuity. That's what marriage is all about. We're going to make this deal right now, right? Deal I need sex. No deal. I need weekly sex royalties in perpetuity. This is in, this is no in pressure. The, yeah. No pressure to the future wife of Luke. <laughs> That's hilarious. How hard is it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean... 
you get comfortable, life gets in the way, stresses get in the way. I'll just speaking for myself, those things have all happened. But I do think even when I'm having those moments, if you just have sex, you feel better. hundred percent. I mean, as long as, like I said, from my perspective, the objective is for my partner to get off first, always. If you maintain that objective, it would be really hard for me if I'm consistent in that way to be repeatedly turned down and go weeks or months without having sex, it'd be a huge problem for me. Oh, that's so, yes. Yeah. Men need to listen to you. Well, they can now. So, hey, <laughs> well, this has been like way fun. So much sex fun. is so fun. So much more. I, we, I barely scratched the surface on my notes. So I know. Same here. We have so much more. Everyone to... email Kristen and tell her to let me talk about sex more because <laughs> this is my favorite topic and yeah. probably the biggest reason why Kristen wanted me on here. That's I can talk true. relationships and feelings and all that other stuff too. And it's equally important, but I love talking about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Yeah. All right. Rock and roll. Well, definitely more sex to come. Hopefully at least once a week. Oh my gosh. This has been way too much fun. I might go watch some porn now. All right. Well, Luke, you're the best per usual. You guys, thanks for listening and go out and have sex. Happy, healthy, protected sex or unprotected with your person. Go have all the fun, safe sex you can have. <laughs> oh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me on all platforms at Kristen Doty and follow Luke on Instagram at Luke double underscore Broderick. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with new episodes every single Wednesday. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.